Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome again to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Donald Mazzella, and I am Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. We come to you through three media channels, here at Blog Talk Radio, through our online newsletters, and via our magazine. They are now all available to you at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Each month we touch more than one million small business leaders through our various channels. Each hour here at Small Business Digest Radio, we hope to bring you information, strategies, and suggestions to help small businesses increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are carefully chosen for their expertise or experience. They do not pay to, to be on this program, but rather our, uh, our editors and readers like yourself identify them. And they also provide the topics of possible interest for our audience. If you have any suggestions or particular topics you want us to cover, please email us at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. Tonight's program, like all our efforts, have a wide diversity of guests talking about the topics we think you want to hear. We will talk about smart marketing, how to get the most in terms of advice and support from your investors, holiday hiring and, and holiday marketing tips, and avoiding inter, uh, Internet scams, which are on the rise. Uh, I'm happy to, to have with us tonight, as our first guest, Ted Carcass. He's CEO of Prophase Labs. You better know them as Coldies Cold Remedy. Ted, are you with us? Good evening, Donald. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, thank you for coming on. I first have to tell the audience here that we used his product, uh, and it really works. But he's not here to talk about his product except in the context of smart marketing. And uh, uh, we know Ted as one of the smarter uh, marketing people we, we've uh, had on the show. But as always, we ask our guests a little bit about themselves and how they uh, reached this point in their lives. So, Ted, the floor is yours. Great. Thanks a lot, Donald. I really appreciate the compliments for Coldies. Uh, I promise you there are millions of people around the country that do love the product, but, of course, we're always trying to get the word out to more consumers by educating them. Uh, but, if, uh, but perhaps I should give you uh, just three or four minutes of my background, how I got to the company, and then you'll understand how this all comes together. So, Absolutely. Uh, okay, good. So I went to Columbia Business School, went to work on Wall Street. Uh, I found that I was making more money on my own than I was uh, – putting on a suit and tie and uh, working for investment banks. And so I began investing in and consulting to small cap growth companies on my own. Um, around 1996, I invested in Prophase Labs, which is the company that I am now the CEO of. At the time, the company had developed a product called Coldies, Cold Remedy, and uh, the Cleveland Clinic decided to do a study. Uh, they actually wanted to prove that the product did not work but lo and behold, they found that the product not only worked well, they got highly statistically significant results that were very positive, got enormous amount of free press. This was a small company with a very limited budget, couldn't market, 
but because of the press generated from that study, uh, all of a sudden retailers and consumers across the country wanted to purchase the product. I provided the original working capital that was used to ramp up the production of that product. And also, because it was in limited supply, that only made it an even hotter, uh, an even hotter product. So that was back in 1996. Uh, jump forward to 2000, the company diversified into some other businesses. One was a pharmaceutical division um, where they were going to develop prescription products. There was a product that we were all excited about. We all became large investors, myself, my friends, my family, and others. Um, and by 2008, 2009, we were all really disappointed with the progress. So I decided to launch what's known as a proxy contest. Uh, we are a public company. As a public company, um, you vote for your board of directors every year. Of course, most of the times you don't have a choice. You vote for the current board of directors, and either vote or you don't vote. They're voted in, and that's the end of it. In our case, in 2009, I nominated my own slate of directors to go up against the existing slate, and in a hotly contested election, we narrowly won my board, uh, won control of the company, and hired me as a CEO. Uh, now, initially, I was hired with the thought that I was going to sell off the valuable uh, prescription pharmaceutical division. Uh, make all the shareholders a lot of money, and I was going to go back to consulting again. Uh, but after becoming the CEO, we actually found out that the, the late-stage study on the late-stage prescription product uh, had failed and that the pharmaceutical division had very little value. I had to turn around and see what was left, and what was left was um, our basically our flagship brand, Coldies, which had had declining sales um, since peaking in 2005. They had been declining all through to 2009. So I had to get my hands dirty, had to restructure the company. Sales had been declining, losses had been climbing, uh, had to cut overhead significantly, cut back on the number of employees, restructure the company, turn around the brand. Um, and that's basically what I've done over the last three or four years. Uh, we've now had significant sales growth in 2011, 2012, and again in 2013. And that's where we stand today. And I'm happy to talk to you more about any part of that story. Well, um, we like to ask our guests, what, what, the, what have you found um, as a relatively small company are the keys to marketing success? Okay. So with regard to marketing, first and foremost, you have to avoid what's known as vanity advertising. Vanity advertising is looking to put a uh, print ad into a big magazine and paying a lot of money for it uh, just to say that you were in that magazine. Or it's um, advertising on the front home page of one of the major websites. It sounds good, it looks good, but it's not an efficient way to advertise. When, when you're marketing, the most important things you have to think about first is, what is the message? You have to create a message that is effective in persuading consumers to purchase your product. Your second important issue and objective is to distribute that effective message as efficiently as possible. And that means getting as many eyeballs, as many potential consumers uh, of, of your target consumers, getting as many of them as possible to see your effective, creative message. And if you take your eye off the ball and you don't focus on those two things, you're going to waste a ton of money. I, I came across more ways to spend more millions of dollars 
on worthless advertising over the last few years than I, than I care to name. I tried to avoid most of them, and what we have done, the reason we've been successful is by using market research um, to come up with and create the most effective message, and then we analyze how we distribute that, whether that's on TV, radio, in print, um, to come up, you know, efficiently with ways of spending dollars so that the most people possible will, will actually listen to your message and then go out and buy your product. And the net result is that, as I said, cold sales grew more than uh, 20% in 2011 and more than uh, 28% in 2012. Uh, interestingly, when I first came on board, we didn't even have the name cold remedy on the product, and that is a key to our product. Our product shortens the duration of the common cold, and we found that the most effective way to market that message is by explaining to people, it's by educating them how it works and why it works. And because we have the science behind the product, the most important thing is to educate people, which also means not just creating brand awareness, just uh, emblazoning coldies across the country, just the name, but actually explaining the science behind the product so that people understand. Consumers are smart, and you can never assume that they're not. And you can't just pound them over the head with your logo. You have to explain and give them a reason to believe in your product, and that's what we do. You know, it's very interesting you brought up that last point. Um, whether the product is a coldies or whether uh, it's a technical product. The single biggest thing I've seen uh, as a failure in marketing in small businesses, they don't explain what the product is and how it benefits uh, the user. And, Donald, you know, it's uh, interesting. I'm sorry. We've, we've done a lot of research, and the research tells us just that, that if there's science behind the product, consumers gravitate towards it. They can't get enough of science and education because they really do like to educate themselves, especially when it, when it comes to over-the-counter medicines. Nobody likes to spend money going to doctors if they don't have to. Nobody wants to buy more over-the-counter products than they have to. And when we educate people that coldies actually works to shorten your cold, and we don't just say it, but we show the science behind it and all the, the clinical studies, that's really what sells them. Well, what would you say to someone who doesn't have the clinical work behind them, but feels that they have a solid product. So How would you go about it? Sure. So in that case, what you have to do is you have to develop um, what's called a USP or a unique selling proposition. You have to figure out what's different and what's unique about your product. If you don't have a, a scientific edge as we do with our product, you may have a different kind of an edge. You have, you have to figure out I mean, I, I remember uh, there was a, a shampoo 20 years ago where the ad was, our product does what theirs does for a lot less. What distinguished them was price. I mean, that, that's one thing that's, that's an easy thing if you can, if you can do it and, and you can still afford to sell your product to make a profit. But you have to create something different. It can be a brand name. It can be a logo. It can be that your product does something that other products don't do. And if you can't create anything unique about your product, quite frankly, you're wasting your time. I don't understand why you would pursue a business where you're going to sell a product that's just a Me Too product where there's nothing different about it. Well, if, if I were starting out as a new new uh, entrepreneur, what advice would you give me um, or, or our audience uh, starting out with a new, uh, new company? What are the sure. two so, things you best learned? Of course. So, listen, the most important one is capital. You have to have capital. You have to have working capital 
to develop your company. I found inver- invariably as an investor and as a, and as a consultant to small cap growth companies, they all need capital and none of the inventors, the people who create the products that are so proud of their product, they think that their product is worth everything, that they should make all these millions of dollars, and they don't understand that without the working capital, you're not going anywhere. You can have the greatest product in the world. If nobody hears about it, nobody's going to buy it. So it's critically important at the very first stages that you have the capital behind you, you have the investors behind you to get off the ground and get past that first year or two. The other thing I'd point out is you can't simply put a product on a shelf and expect it to sell. Products don't sell themselves just sitting on a shelf, especially if it's one loan SKU or one loan product sitting on the shelf by itself. Nobody's going to notice it. You have to drive people to the store to purchase your product. And if they're not buying that product the first year, the retailer is going to kick you out and they're never going to let you back in again. So you need to be successful from the beginning, and it means putting together um, a smart, efficient marketing plan to go along with whatever the product is that you're introducing to the public. Ted, I want I want to thank you for uh, uh, ten minutes of very very fascinating conversation, and I hope you come back again soon. Donald, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about Coldy's Cold Remedy. Of course, I'm really proud and passionate about it. And I'd actually like to end with that note that if any of your listeners are thinking seriously about developing a business, be passionate about it. If you're not going to be passionate about it, you're not going to do well. If you can be passionate, that's a great place to start. That's how you'll attract other investors to you. It's with passion. I have a ton of passion for my business, and I hope all of your listeners develop passion in whatever they do in life. I totally agree with that. I really do. Thank you again, Ted. Take care, Donald. Thank you very much. Bye now. Um, I, I, I just uh, made our, our uh, next guest uh, live. I hope he or she will introduce herself because my engineer mother is in the hospital, so I'm 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 ru- running a, a solo tonight. Hello there. Is the, you should be on right now. Hi, this is uh, Jerry David. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. Having a um, uh, now that I know who you are, I can even introduce you because uh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple ever since they said you were going to be on the program uh, uh, because you uh, you uh, bring uh, a unique. Uh, perspective to our program. Um, uh, uh, before I, we get into the subject, we always ask our guests to say a little bit about their background, their personal background, so our audience gets to know um, gets to know uh, a little bit about them. Would you mind telling us a little bit of your fascinating background? Okay, Donald, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, my name is Jerry David. I'm the uh, president and CEO of Celsius Holdings. Uh, my background goes back 39 years in business. My first 20 years, I was in the high-tech industry, started off at IBM and Honeywell, and started my first company when I was 26 years old, a systems integration company, and built that business. Uh, the past 19 years, um, I uh, have been in the consumer product space, um, I've worked for some large companies like Home Shopping Network uh, and others, but I've been involved for the last 19 years heavily 
in startup turnaround and fast growth companies. Uh, and today I'm uh, the, the president and CEO of Celsius Holdings, a uh, international public beverage company uh, with a very unique product. That's a little That's bit about some- my background. That, that's um. I believe uh, Kevin Harrington is supposed to j- join us on this program, and I believe he just um, stepped in, called in, and I'm hoping um, he will um, um, uh, come on b- uh, board. Hold on, Hello? let me see if Hello? I can get him. Kevin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, we're doing uh, better now that uh, the, the two of you are together. Because uh, you're the other part of this duo, and I, again I ask you, Kevin, um, as I ju- uh, just asked uh, Gary, to just give a little bit of your fascinating background, so our audience gets a taste of uh, of, of that before we get into the subject. Certainly. Okay. Uh, Thirty years ago, uh, I produced, arguably, we call it the first ever infomercial. Um, Long story about it, but um, you know I've been doing infomercials ever since. Uh, launched in, the, in, in a lot of projects in the kitchen arenas, from the Jack Lalane juicer, then got involved with the fitness areas, uh, Tony Little, the Gazelle fitness products, the Ab Isolator. Um, it was around that time I met Jerry David um, at the Home Shopping Network. He and I were involved in a division there called Home Shopping Network Direct, HSN Direct. And, and and we just kept, you know, uh, doing more infomercials. But, you know, over the years now, from Hulk Hogan to George Foreman to Jack LaLanne, Tony Little, um, you know, many, many infomercials, hundreds of, of projects, and using television to build the brand, drive the retail sales, and, and create, you know, successful projects, successful companies. And a few years ago, um, actually now it's, I shot the pilot in 2008 for Shark Tank, um, Mark Burnett called me up and asked me to be on the show. So I was a, an investor uh, shark uh, for the first three seasons of Shark Tank. They're now in season five, and it was a, a real fun ride. I did 175 segments uh, and um, had a lot of fun, met a lot of great people, and, and invested in, in a number of, of uh, very interesting companies and products and projects. And, you know, recently uh, Jerry and I, uh, just kind of, uh, it's, after all these years, said we should, you know, be doing something together. And I joined the board of Celsius, and a very exciting opportunity, and and, and happy to be here today to, to talk about uh, all all the all the things uh, uh, that I've been involved with, including the Celsius company. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, before before we move on, I, uh, Tony Little was on the cover of our latest edition of our magazine, Small Business Digest. Just that's an aside. But the, yes. you're on. The two of you are on because um, it, it's very interesting. We wanted to talk about the dynamic, what you should expect. There's an article, by the way, uh, 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 written uh, on uh, uh, smallbusinessdigest.net uh, from you, from you, from you on this. But we want to talk about what do you expect from an investor besides money. And I, 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 when I read, when it came across my desk, I said we had to be on the program because I think that's so important. Jerry, you want to take that or you want me to? Kevin, why don't you take that one? Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I look 
because money is just that. It's just money. Um, I like to see when an investor brings his Rolodex to the table when he when he comes in and and helps uh, with the with the wisdom of the years that he may have been in the business from uh, the standpoint of it depends on his expertise. But does he have marketing expertise? Does he have celebrity contacts? Does he have um, access to helping raise some additional capital? Almost always, if a company is successful, they're always going to need more capital. So the first investor in, um, is, you know, means that, that you know, they have a, an inside track and maybe they got in at the lowest price. But now, as that company grows and they need more capital, that investor can open the doors maybe to some other potential investors. And, you know, um, that, that also helps across the board, too. But at the end of the day, you're looking for the wisdom um, and, and, and the years of experience that, that, that the investor has also been able to bring to the table uh, for the venture, I think, is very important. And that's, a, to me, a very important point that uh, in, a, in our research we found um, a lot of uh, uh, companies, when they go out looking for capital, don't look at that, that other critical element uh, that an investor brings. So, Absolutely. Um, so that being the case, uh, looking at it from the company point of view, uh, what do you think is import- important? How do you get the best advice from a, an investor? Well, I'll, I'll answer that. I, um, you know, I, I have discussions on a, on a periodic basis with some of our key investors. Uh, I try to glean off of them. Uh, their thought process and what they, you know, from an outsider looking in and somebody that has what I call skin in the game with the company. Uh, and I and I have to tell you, a lot of the investors that are, have invested in Celsius Holdings um, provide a, a tremendous insight into uh, our business. They're not living on a day-to-day in the bubble of running the business and uh, and dealing with the day-to-day operations of the business, but they're looking in from the outside. Uh, I'm finding that a lot of the investors today, especially our investors that have invested in our company, are very astute uh, into our uh, channel of distribution, our type of product. Uh, they are doing their own research about the industry and what we're in, and they provide a different perspective in many cases to what, what we may have. So, um, you know, one of the, my beliefs is you never stop learning if you, well, the day you stop learning, uh, you might as well, you know, you're you're done. So uh, I'm constantly learning from our investors, and we do have a good core of them that uh, we communicate with on a regular basis. Are you there? Hello. Yes. Yes. Okay. We got a click, but it's not uh, good. Now let's talk about your product. Now, how does someone go from the technology industry into your product, and what is your product? <laughs> Because I find it fascinating. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'll take that one, Kevin. Um, Celsius uh, is a uh, it's a beverage company. We're a functional beverage. Uh, it's a to- it's a very unique product. We are the first and only uh, what we classify as a negative calorie beverage. Um, you know, there w- over the years you had uh, the regular beverages, then you had low cal beverages, then you had the no cal beverages, but nobody has uh, come out with uh, a what we classify as a negative calorie. What we mean by that is 
that for every, uh, we our product comes in a 12-ounce can. We have five different flavors. Three are carbonated, two are non-carbonated. Uh, when you drink a can of our product, uh, the studies have shown that you will burn an extra 100 to 140 calories per can than you would have by not drinking the product. Uh, that is that we have that unique proposition. Number two is the product will burn body fat, the, bo- the product will increase your metabolism, and the product provides what we call clean energy for the body. Uh, this is all done through um, a combination of some very unique ingredients. It's vitamin enriched. We use no preservatives. We have no sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, no artificial colors and flavors. But I have to tell you, Donald, what was important to me and what is important to our consumers, when you hear these amazing uh, benefits of our product, we have seven university studies that were conducted on the finished product, and six of those studies have been published in peer-reviewed journals, which takes us to another whole level. Let me interrupt you. Spell your product. Spell spell it out and spell your website. Yes, C-E-L-S-I-U-S dot com. C-E-L-S-I-U-S dot com. C-E-L-S-I-U-S dot com. Celsius dot com. If you go there, you'll be able to to actually read the studies. You'll be actually to learn about all the product. You can find out. We have a store locator. We're in uh, 15 to 20,000 stores in the U.S. We're actually shipping product. Uh, to four different continents now. Uh, the, you know, the company um, uh, is being accepted on a global basis. So it's a very, very exciting uh, product. Okay, in the two minutes we have left, uh, tell us, how did you come up with this product uh, and why did you decide to do it? Well, I, I was not the founder of the company. I was brought in two years ago to take over as president and CEO of the company. Uh, but the, uh, the founders of the company were a husband and wife. Uh, they went to work on uh, this concept of uh, the ability for the body to burn more calories by consuming a beverage. Uh, the very first thing they did was they engaged with the University of Oklahoma with their biochemistry uh, school, which conducted the very first study on the product, uh, and they were able to show through a combination of natural ingredients the ability to, to burn those extra calories, and then they, over the period of time, uh, they conducted six more studies at, at universities to, um, uh, to again, uh, validate all of the benefits that I talked about earlier and uh, to, uh, you know, to show their, their efficacy. So uh, it's, a, it's a singularly one-of-a-kind product uh, that, you, that we're the only company in the world that offers it. Well, so uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, they were this husband and wife were were smart to go out and get scientific data to back it up before they went to market. Absolutely, I, I think that's truly uh, the key to this company to have that type of substantiation that they, this company has spent an, 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 an enormous amount of, of money into science and the backing up of the of the claims on the product. So. Uh, it was, they had great in, insight to do that. It was the right thing to do, and it's allowed this company to build with a really strong base uh, to work from. So your your advice, uh, amongst other things, come out of this is 
be smart about it. A lot of people have these, uh, and we've had a couple on the show, have had uh, uh, products that that are uh, help people be healthier. But this is this, this is uh, the first product that I've heard of where where the science backs up the claims. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's no other product like it on the market. Um, you know, what's, the beauty of this product is I don't care what weight loss program you're on, you need to drink this product. I don't care whether you're a person that goes to the gym and works out five days a week, two days a week, you need to drink this product. If you're a competitor, you need to drink this product. And you know what? If you're a weekend warrior and you like to play golf and tennis, you need to be drinking this product. And, and people love the taste of the product. They love the taste of the product. And it, and it provides... Well, I'm, I'm good. Uh, uh, we have to move on, but I have to tell you, I have to try it. Now, you're a very effective salesman for it. We try to, uh, in this show, try to talk about the marketing, but you've done a very effective job of, talk, of uh, uh, promoting. Uh, pronounce it for me. Celsius. C-E-L-S-I-U-S. Spell it again. C-E-L-S-I-U-S. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, fellas, yeah. thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, if, I, if nobody else, I learned something. Thank you. Hey, it was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you, okay. Donald. Appreciate it. Have a good Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Our next guest, who should be on the line right now, is Matt Wynn of Evolution. Oh. Uh, Hi, Matt, are you on? Yes, sir, yeah. I am. Thanks for having me. Good evening to you. Well, um, thank you for uh, joining us uh, t- tonight. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, every year we run a series of stories about preparing for the holiday season. And um, when you when uh, your story came across my desk, I had to have you on the program. So you're going to talk about the four holiday uh, e-commerce pre- preparation small businesses uh, could do right now. But before we do, we always ask our guests to tell them a little bit about themselves personally. So we'll start there, if you don't mind. Tell you us a little it. bit about yourself. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm the Marketing Communications Manager here at Volusion. And Volusion is an all-in-one hosted e-commerce software provider. So essentially, if you want to build, manage, and grow your online store, we give you all the tools, the website, the hosting to actually make that happen. Now, me personally, I've been here for about five years now as a company. Um, we're based in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm born, raised, seventh-generation Texan. I uh, grew up in small-town West Texas, fell in love with technology, and then uh, moved to Austin to attend the University of Texas. Not the best football season we've had in a long time, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and I fell in love with the city and just, uh, found this great job here. Um, other than that, I really love um, the idea of entrepreneurship and small business, and it's a really great opportunity for me here um, to get to write blog posts and get to talk to people and lead webinars about um, all the great things that people can do to help grow their online business. So um, beyond that, I love to cook. I love college sports. Um, and all in all, I'm just a big old nerd who likes a good book every now and then. Now you just sound like a Texan. That's right. Accident and everything. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, is it true that when Texans die, they go to heaven via Dallas? 
I would venture to say it might be Austin, but uh, that's that's what they tell us anyway. <laughs> Okay, now let's get down to, to business because um, uh, I've also asked in a few minutes uh, for uh, another um, uh, guest to join us who's going to talk about holiday um, uh, hiring. And I thought we might have a three-way conversation later on about everything that's in holiday. But let's start with you first and the four things you think can be done uh, to, to increase sales during the holidays. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, whenever it comes to online businesses, especially those who are smaller, there is a lot of competition out there. I mean, if you think about it, there are tons and tons of websites um, all competing for a very fragmented online consumer base. So what it really boils down to, especially now whenever we're here in mid-September, it's all about preparation. And so the four things that I'm going to cover um, really should be prepared in advance and should be worked towards um, starting now and moving into the holidays to ensure success. Now, the first one, and this is the absolute foundational cornerstone of any solid holiday strategy, whether you're a brick and mortar or an online player, and that is getting your promotions calendar in place. So really, it's however you want to go about it, but I recommend putting everything into a document that you can reference. Now, this document should indicate exactly what offers and what discounts that you'll be offering, and more importantly, when you'll be offering them. So really, online shoppers in particular are looking for the best deal. And in the holidays, like it or not, they've been absolutely trained um, to look for the best deal. So that means that you have to keep up. So you need to figure out, all right, which products at which time am I going to offer this discount on? So for example, am I going to offer free shipping over an order of $50? Or am I going to offer 10% off this entire product line? Now, once you figure out that strategy, it's really important for you to go ahead and uh, figure out exactly when and how you're going to communicate those things. Um, so once you have that calendar in place, then you can get all of your design assets and all of your marketing communications there together. So that would be the first thing I'd recommend uh, at an absolute minimum. So uh, if, I, if I heard you correctly, uh, line up your promotions, line up everything right now uh, or very soon. Uh, as as the as the basic plan for the holiday, did I hear that correctly? Yes, sir. You hit that on the head. Um, really, and that's because all of your other materials, whether it's your email, whether it's your social media, whether it's your web design, is all going to revolve around that calendar, and that's why it's so important to go ahead and tackle that sooner than later. Okay. What's the second one? So next up on our list is you want to figure out exactly what assets you're going to need for your website and your overall marketing materials. Um, so as we all know, design can take time. So whether it's you're going to reskin your website with a new template or you're going to add a holiday festive logo or you just need new product imagery to uh, showcase some of your most popular products for the holiday season, well, that takes time. Um, and if you don't have that knowledge, then that's something that you probably want to turn to a professional for. So if that's the case, you need to make sure that you have enough time for you or your designer to get all of these assets in place. Now, keep in mind, however, that everything that you do from a web design and a marketing design standpoint, again, email, social media, any type of landing pages, it's all going to go back to that promotional calendar. So that's why it's so important to get that done first. Um, so once you get your promotion calendar in place, start getting your web design project plan all put together, and then you can actually start executing those. That way, by mid-October, early November, you have everything in place, and you can just slap it on your website, and you don't have to worry about that in a last-minute rush. Okay. Now what's number three? Number three is getting your email calendar in place. 
Now, in this day and age, there's a there's a debate among some marketers that email marketing is dead, and I would very much say that they're absolutely wrong. Email marketing is very, very much alive. In fact, most retailers begin sending, small or large, start sending their emails in late October um, to start getting in front of people for the holidays. Um, so getting that email calendar in place early is really important because you've got emails to write, to design, to send, to make sure that your list is working properly, whole nine yards. And those should, again, align with your promotions. Then most importantly, you really want to have everything ready for, as we all know, Black Friday is an extremely important selling day. And online, Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after Thanksgiving, is huge. Um, so getting your emails prepped now um, and getting that cadence down, your calendar down, who you're sending them to, all very, very important things to think of ahead of time. That way, again, whenever you're busy processing orders and making all this money, you can just fire off your emails and not give it a second thought. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I couldn't believe it, but I actually got a Christmas email today. It, whether it was a mistake or whatever, but uh, uh, there was one about uh, uh, it's a hundred days or uh, the number of days to Christmas. Have you started to put your Christmas list together? So uh, oh, wow. it's I guess it's not too early to start. Yeah, and you know it's one of those things. If everybody else is doing it, you might want to start doing it too. Um, but that's pretty hard to believe that here we are at 95 degrees in Texas and uh, the holidays are right around the corner. Well, okay. And what's your uh, the the fourth thing? These are really good. So give us your our, your fourth. Sure. So number four is a little bit different, um, especially for online retailers. Customer support sometimes can be an afterthought. But during the holidays, customer support is more important than ever online. So you need to be, be able to begin putting together your, your calendar for your uh, support staffing. So in other words, if you have a call center or if you're a one-person operation, when will you be manning your phone? Seems pretty simple, but if someone's coming to your website and you're saying that you're available but you're not, that's a bad customer experience and people will be leaving for you. Now, another thing you can do is you can install live chat software directly onto your website. Now, you may have seen this before where you go to a website, you're browsing for products, you're not sure exactly which one you want or what the shipping terms are or what the return policy is. And then you can find a live chat icon, click on that, type that question into the retailer, and they can send it back. So that experience is something that small online business owners can easily offer directly on their website, and that's a great way to handle customer support inquiries as well all in real time. And one piece of advice I'd offer, again, with this whole idea of being mid-September, let's prepare, is that I really advise a lot of small business owners, whether they're online or not, to take a look at all of the customer questions they've received. So if you're online, you're probably receiving customer questions via email, um, via social media, um, really any other channel that you're accepting customer comments, and you can actually sit there, sift through all of those, organize those into common themes, then you can build a web page on your site that says, here are the most frequently asked questions from our customers. Then that actually defers and prevents a lot of the customer service inquiries that you have to handle in real time and instead lets them serve themselves, which again gives you more time to market, process orders, and make more money. That, now that's, a, that's what I hadn't heard before, and that really makes sense. You're in effect saying, take a look at what people have asked before and prepare questions so that you can handle it online and reduce your your customer service load. Did that happen? Did I? 
Yes, sir. That You hit that on the head as well. Um, you know, you spend so much time going through emails and making sure, especially for small businesses, to pay very close, catered, personalized attention to each and every customer request that you can actually save yourself a ton of time by just compiling those and creating a new page on your website that is nothing more than an FAQs page and then just helping customers help themselves, which again helps you. That's great. Now, what does Volution, Volution do? So Volusion is an all-in-one hosted e-commerce software company. All that really means is that we give you the software, the tools, and the support to build, manage, and grow your online store all on your own. Now, with that being said, we do have 24-7 live American-based support here in our Austin, Texas office, and we have a big range of marketing services. So if you need help designing your website or marketing your website or just need someone to talk to you about how to improve your website, we have that here. So. Long story short, um, we're, we've been in business since 99, um, one of the first players on the e-commerce stage, and we're very proud of that and continue to forge ahead in the industry. Um, but we're really here to empower our customers' success in the small to medium-sized business range. Um, so it's just a great thing for us to be able not only to power the software, but to offer the services and educational resources and you know different support materials to really make sure that the business owner is fully empowered to make the most of their e-commerce site. Okay, Matt, I'm going to ask you to stay on while I introduce Joel Freemuth of Blue Pearl Consulting, who talks about holiday um, hiring. And if you have any thoughts, please chime in. So, uh, okay? Joel, are you with yep. us? I'm here. Okay, you've been you've been hearing Matt? And, uh, I have been. Uh, we're, we're on a three-way. Uh, three and uh, we always ask by t asking our uh, guests to uh, uh, tell them a little bit about themselves uh, before sure. we get into anything else. Sure. Uh, so my name is Joel Freemuth, and I am the founder and president of Blue Pearl Consulting, a management and operations consulting firm that targets companies doing under $100 million of revenue, uh, headquartered in Chicago, but serving clients uh, wherever we can. And um, and the principle behind Blue Pearl is is very simple. Uh, there's a large market; it's the middle market that is underserved, that needs tailored solutions, that needs a high level of analysis, a high level of research. Uh, and the way that we manage our internal business structure, we're able to to uh, provide those services and uh, at a cost that they can afford and and get them the results that uh, that they desire. Okay, and you're here today because uh, uh, Matt just talked about smart, smart things, e-commerce for holiday, and uh, hopefully you have some thoughts for our audience about how to hire smartly for the holidays. Well, certainly, and I think this dovetails nicely with what Matt was saying. Um, first of all, you know, when it comes to hiring, retailers need to be aware that that the e-commerce the e side is growing exponentially and it's growing significantly faster than than the bricks and mortar side. So when you're thinking about hiring, don't don't put into into place old practices. Look at look at the current trends. Uh shoppers are shoppers are more sophisticated and they're doing a lot more transactions online. Also, as you're looking to add employees, add at the add at the most functionary level. 
don't look for for a strategy. Look for people that can get a certain task done. You need inventory off your warehouse shelves. You need phones answered. That's the kind of thing you're looking for. You're not looking for someone who's going to revamp your sales strategy. You're not looking to have big direction-oriented conversations. You're looking to to respond to the increased demand that this season brings. Okay, that's number. That's one. Oh, but how does one go about uh, deciding what what resources to allocate for that? Well. You know, that's that's both response and anticipation. Uh, it's responding to how your year is going and what's going on in, in your market. So people are spending more money this year. They're going to spend more money during the holidays this year. So you're going to need to ramp up your staff. But in anticipation, you have to ask yourself, what do I hope to accomplish? Um, am I looking to gain market share? Am I looking to add a product line? Am I looking to just clear out inventory. Depending on what those goals are is, is will determine how and where you add staff. If you're looking to clear out inventory, um, you're going to look to add just customer service. If you're looking to add a product line, you're looking for people who can put together a, a, you know, an Excel chart that will compare prices, how much does it cost to get it in the door, um, and, and, and then obviously on the inventory and the physical side, get it out the door. Um, so, so you're really looking at what do I want to accomplish? Because this is this is a big time of year. Uh, you know, this is this is a time of year where you can catapult yourself into into 2014 on a strong note, or you can start to wind down, uh, depending on where you're at in your in your uh, company's trajectory. Well, uh, okay. Well, let me uh, ask the both of you this question. Um, we all know that it's moving to e-commerce, but uh, do you think? Uh, how do you look at the at this coming holiday season? Good, bad, indifferent? Uh, uh, what are your tea leaves telling you? I, I know it's a, uh, a left field question, but I, 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 I'd really like to hear what you you fellas think. Matt, sure. what do you see? Yeah, well, from the e-commerce side, we're expecting nothing but but good things. Um, we actually compiled a ton of data from uh, – we have about 40,000 customers here at Volusion. And what we did is we compiled a ton of data across all of our customer sets, even broke it down by industry. And what we found is that in the first half from January to June of 2013, these merchants who are small to medium-sized businesses were processing 20% more orders than they were previously, or in other words, making 20% more money. Now, we project that same thing to happen throughout the holiday season. So we're at Volusion projecting a 20% holiday growth um, for small and medium online businesses, and that aligns pretty well with other um, projections, such as eMarketer, who is saying 16 to 17%. Um, and with billion-dollar single selling days online last year, I mean, I think it's going to be a booming year for e-commerce uh, for e-commerce during the holidays, which is really, really exciting. Um, I would agree with Matt to an extent. Uh, in 2012, e-commerce did about $423 billion on, on Cyber Monday, which was a significant increase over 2011, and there's a lot of reason to think that that will continue to, to increase in 2013. Consumer sentiment is up, unemployment is down. There are a lot of economic indicators that, that point towards a very strong holiday shopping season overall. 
as it as it comes to small and mid-sized retailers, however, I think the landscape is a little different. Yes, they are also um, seeing some improvement, but Cyber Monday is generally a big box store holiday, and and uh, and the sophistication of a mobile app or a website will really dictate which of the small and mid-sized retailers get get most of the drippings that are left behind from the big box retailers. But but traditionally, and especially uh, last year, it's really been the Walmarts and the Targets that have that have benefited the most, which is also important for for retailers to recognize that, that yes, you will see an increase in demand. It may not be what the industry is predicting. Well, that's very interesting. Um, Matt, let me go back to you and ask you, uh, are smaller retailers understanding uh, the mobile advertising, uh, location-based marketing, uh, marketing, et cetera? You know, it's interesting to see that because there are some who are adopting it and there are some who are not. It really boils down to one, a few things. One, can they afford to do so, um, depending on their technology utilization or their technology adoption, and again, their budget. You know, is that possible? Um, so I think it's becoming, a, it's picking up in speed. Um, but to the point made earlier, you know, that adoption is not near as quick um, or sophisticated as you know people with billion-dollar budgets. But um, as far as mobile advertising is concerned itself. Um, there are different things out there, but I think that there are so many small business owners online who are really focused on building up their website that that might be um, on their on their wish list, but it's something that they haven't quite adopted yet, although I do think that will continue to trend upward um, with more adoption in the coming years. Well, well, that was my next question. I mean, um, I, I guess no matter what small business you, you're in, you're really going to have to adopt to e-commerce over the next two or three years. Am, am I wrong in that? Or um, anybody want to comment on that? Um, I'll comment. Uh, this is Joel, and you know I think what Matt was saying of of the mobile apps trending upwards is is absolutely correct. What what retailers of any size have to understand is that their consumers are sophisticated. And you have to respond to your market. In fact, one of the reasons that a lot of small retailers exist is to re- is to respond in an individualized way to their to their marketplace. What makes Cyber Monday in particular so interesting is the absolute tremendous amount of data that's out there. People study why they're shopping on Cyber Monday as opposed to Black Friday. People study who they're shopping for, what they're shopping for, and all this data tells us that mobile apps are going to have to be implemented uh, because one of the things you're doing is you're in you're in a store and you're comparing it to a price on of another store or you're comparing it to an Amazon. And, and you have to be able to respond to that. Uh, I forget which one of your previous guests was talking about a value proposition, but maybe it's the customer service if you can't compete on price or maybe it's the price if you, if that's the, the route you choose to go. Um, but you're going to have to not just have a mobile app, but it's going to have to be a fairly sophisticated mobile app. Thankfully, the price of these things are coming down. They're becoming more accessible to, to retailers of all sizes, um, and, and they're going to have to be an investment. But doing it right is, you know, doing it and doing it right are two different things, and 
doing it right is what matters. Hmm. That's a very good comment. Would he, uh, uh, again, um, would, would each of you want to make a closing statement about the, the ho- about the holiday season for our uh, audience? Sure, I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, you know, I think there was a really great point about uh, small to medium-sized businesses moving over to e-commerce. And um, at the end of the day, it's all about that preparation um, and being flexible. So if it's a matter of extending your store onto big marketplaces like Amazon, like eBay, there are integrations out there that are readily available that is good for that. But whether you decide to use that or not, whether you decide to leverage mobile capabilities, whether it's a full-on app or whether it's just a mobile-optimized website, it's really, at the end of the day, all about that preparation. Because whenever it's a one, two, even 10, 20-person show, uh, there's a lot more work that has to be done than those that have big, uh, deep pockets and big payrolls. Um, so I would really just harp on, for everyone out there, Focus on the preparation now. Um, get your plan in place, and the last thing you want to do is be stressed out before your family's coming over for Thanksgiving dinner um, because you didn't get everything ready for your website. So um, in this case, an ounce of preparation is worth a pound of gold whenever it comes to online revenue. Well, that's pretty um, good. Joel? Yeah, again, I think that Matt makes a lot of excellent points. Uh, I think in preparation, don't prepare for someone else's holiday season. Prepare for your own. As Matt says, you don't want to be stressed out when your family's coming over, and you know your family, so you know what you're going to prepare for Thanksgiving dinner. You know what you're going to have for Christmas. You know who's going to sit where. You know who can't sit next to whom. You know all these things, and the same is true with your business, and the smaller you are, the more intimately connected you are to your company. So prepare for your company's holiday season. Don't implement a um, an e-commerce uh, initiative the day before if if your re- if your cons- consumers aren't buying online on the flip side make sure that your e-commerce is working perfectly well if that's the way your customer base is moving but n- nobody knows your company better than you do so so you're the one who who needs to be uh deciding what direction you go and and where you need help get the help uh you, you're not supposed to be able to do everything yourself you know you know what you do well get people around you who can who can get you through this as fast as possible and as successfully as possible uh joel uh people want to reach you how do they do that um they can email me uh joel at bluepearlconsulting.com they can check out our website bluepearlconsulting.com uh they can call us at 312 312- Eight five seven six five nine one. You know we have a lot of experience in getting you to your goals. Not applying some uh, prefab solution, but we come in and we learn about each individual client, uh, and we implement goals that we implement plans that get that company to its goals its way. And uh, and for that, I'm actually very proud of of what our staff does and how hard they work taking each individual customer. Uh, as they come. Okay. And Matt, if they want to reach you or reach your company? Absolutely. Yeah, we're here to help everybody get either set up or optimized with their websites for the holidays. Um, If that's the case, feel free to visit our website at www.volusion.com, just to spell that because it's kind of hard to say over the radio. Uh, It's Volusion, that's V as in Victor, O-L-U-S-I-O-N.com. 
You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at the same places. That's the best place to get a hold of me. I'm uh, always hanging out on our social channels and answering questions from customers and e-commerce enthusiasts. And, of course, you can give us a call, too, at 800-646-3517, and we'll be happy to answer any questions you have about starting an online business, making sure you're getting the right place, and more, most importantly, that you're satisfied with everything and that you're really ready to go for this upcoming holiday season. Thank you both for what I think is an illuminating uh, um, appearance. Thank, uh, thank you, and I hope you come back soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. We'll be back with our final thoughts after this commercial. Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit costs. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2HSA.com. That's 2HSA.com. Welcome back. This is Don Mazzella. This is Small Business Digest Radio. Uh, I just want to make uh, a, a comment about the interesting thing that's happened last week. Um, we ha- we seem to be having more uh, regulation uh, from the uh, from the federal government that's uh, once again affecting uh, a small business. I point to the fact that, um, uh, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out, uh, the government crackdown on uh, using illegal um, uh, aliens is going to uh, uh, be even greater uh, in the coming. Uh, months as uh, the Department of Labor and the IRS uh, does its job. But at the same time, uh, another part of the federal agency um, has indicated that it's unhappy that uh, 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 employers are using uh, such uh, uh, government uh, databases to uh, weed out potential problems. So here we have on one hand saying we should do more uh, to uh, to make sure we have uh, legal employees, and on on the other side we have another agency saying, "Gee, um, if you use these uh, services, you may be discriminating." Uh, for small business, you can't win. Anyway, this is Don Mazzella. All of, as I point out, all of our guests are invited because uh, they offer advice or, or suggestions to, uh, that uh, we think your, our audience can use. Um, they do not pay to be on this program, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience and profits, uh, add profits. Thank you for uh, listening, and we will uh, be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your proper profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at uh, Blog Talk Radio slash Small Business Digest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. By the way, if you don't like what you're hearing, we'd also love to hear from you. 
because it's important that we know whether we're we're doing the job we set out to do, which was to inform and and to educate. We would also like to remind our listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web at smallbusinessdigest.net. Our magazine, uh, which you can download uh, on any electronic device, and uh, smallbusinessdigestmag.com, and uh, on two SB Digests with our newsletters. You can also subscribe for a print copy by going to our website, uh, smallbusinessdigestmag.com. This is Don Mazzella, and this is Small Business Radio. Good day.